Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm your host, Don Hibbard. Today's guest is well known throughout the county. His name is Jim Kessler. And it, chances are, if you've been around the county to the fair or other events, you've probably met him. Welcome, Jim. Always glad to be here, Don. Well, for those who don't know much about you, can you speak a little bit about um, maybe some interest in, in your family, your hometown, current or past jobs, maybe uh, uh, things that you're involved with environmentally? Well, I worked as a service forester for Susquehanna County, uh, for the Pennsylvania Bureau of Forestry in Susquehanna County, and I retired from there back in 09, and since then I've worked more with as a volunteer with various conservation organizations. Uh, I work with the conservation district uh, and uh, the Woodburn Sanctuary, as well as uh, Salt Springs Park. So uh, I try and keep active in conservation activities. I spend much, much of my time working with Christmas trees or as a consulting forester. I still do a lot of the same kind of work that I always did when I was working. I just don't get paid for it anymore. <laughs> it was always fun, and it still is fun, so I enjoy doing it. Well, that's just it. If it's fun, why not do it, right? Um, so it's a good segue. You mentioned something about Christmas trees. Uh, you have a Christmas tree farm, correct? Uh, we have a choose-and-cut operation on Franklin Hill, and uh, I always want to practice what I preach. I want to make sure I've got the book background, the technical background, but when you really get to putting practice in the dirt, sometimes it doesn't work like the book says. And I've always been apprehensive about when new ideas come out, is this something that's going to work for our people locally? I want to find out. So one of the best ways to find out is do it. So I've been growing Christmas trees, and I also have a, a certified tree farm where I practice forest management, and I want to make sure that what I'm telling other people from the book sector, uh, that's going to work in, in the dirt for people in Susquehanna County. Hmm. So how long have you had this Christmas tree farm? Well, I bought the farm in 77. I built a house in 78. And I started planting trees in 79. So the, the first trees came to market about 1985. And we've been selling trees ever since. We have about 10 acres in Christmas trees. We have about 12 different species of trees that we're growing. We know what usually works best, the tried and true ones. But we also like to try something new and different and see if there's something better out there. I always try things in small amounts, cautiously, just to see if it's going to work or what do we have to do to make it work. So we've been selling trees uh, for long enough that uh, we're getting a pretty good handle on what works now. Yeah, so you've been around the block. Are there any more popular trees than others? What do you see as more popular trees on your farm? We're getting to the point where we can grow firs pretty well. That is things like balsam fir, Canaan fir, Fraser fir. Douglas still is a challenge, but uh, th that's kind of a universal challenge. He, Douglas used to be 
statewide across Pennsylvania, that was the most popular tree. But uh, because of soil problems and climate problems, Douglas doesn't work so good. There, there are more challenges to that. So we've gone to the balsam canaan Fraser complex, and that's much more reliable and easier to do if you have well-drained soil. And Susquehanna County, you know, we have very limited amounts of well-drained soil. And my farm, well, we, it's just real scarce. So what we've done is to put trees on ridges. The idea of the raised bed that gardeners have been doing for a long time, and you can grow more vegetables in a raised bed in the garden than you, you can otherwise. Well, that same concept we're using on Christmas trees, just on a much bigger scale, and trying to put trees on raised beds is very effective, but very labor-intensive and challenging when trying to do the, the cultural work that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Now, do you find that on a dry year you have to water them in some way, or they grow themselves and they don't need extra water at all? Well, putting trees on raised beds, on, on ridges, that gets the water away on wet years, but then on dry years, the, the roots are deeper and they, grow, they survive much better on dry years too. One of the things that when you read the book as to how things are supposed to work, we're very limited on drainage. In the, the limiting factor is when the roots first come out in the springtime. When the trees start to activate in the spring, the roots want to go down and get into the nutrient level. But if the roots are in saturated soil, which is very common, most, uh, most springs, the, the deep roots die and only the shallow roots survive. But if we can get that excess moisture drained away, then the roots can go down and get the, the nutrients and they can go down uh, 10, 12, 15 inches deep as opposed to six inches where we don't have the ridges. Mm. So survival is much better, health is much better, nutrient supply is much better. You can just tell trees are happy growing on ridges. That's interesting, very interesting. Um, So Christmas only comes once a year, and that means that uh, visitors only come to your farm once a year, and they don't quite see what's taking place, you know, the 11 other months. Um, So what does go into the actual operation? Uh, Obviously, you probably have to go out there and trim some of those trees because they don't grow in that form or shape that you really want them. So, so what we do, the first thing in the, in the year is tree planting. And I, will, I want to have all my trees in the ground planted by mid-April. At that point, the ground is usually moist. The frost is out of the ground. And the, the air is cool. The grass and weeds are dormant. So everything is coming to life together. So if you get your trees in the ground early... The, the tree, the new seedlings, have an even chance with all the other competitors, grass and weeds that are out there. And grass and weeds are a very serious problem, especially when you're trying to grow firs or the, the high-quality trees. So we need to 
uh, take care of the, the grass and weeds, herbicides. Uh, when we get that taken care of, we're right into pest insect management. And we can do some of that with uh, other beneficial insects. One of the most effective is hornets. We usually have a couple of black and white hornet nests in among the Christmas trees. And we've had several people come out just to watch the activity going into a hornet nest. When you have a big hornet nest in a Christmas tree and you have the fortitude to stand close enough to watch the hornets come in and see what they're carrying. They are serious carnivores. Hmm. They got bugs, worms, spiders, all kinds of things that they are feeding their babies. And when you have 10 to 20 pounds of larva in a hornet nest, that's 10 to 20 pounds of, they need feed every day or several times a day. So that they are our primary pest control. Hmm. That's interesting. We just have to make sure that we remove them before the, the, the cutting season comes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very interesting. I didn't know that. So I have a question for you. Uh, what's the secret to keeping a Christmas tree alive through the holiday season? Water. Water. Just cut it water. fresh. Cut it fresh. Uh, if you have an opportunity to cut your own, that you know it's fresh. If you're going to buy one from another box store, you want to make a fresh cut when you get it. Uh, put it up. Keep it in water as quickly as you can. People talk about additives, and the only thing you really need to add to the container is water. There's a lot of research been done on other additives, and some of those additives are as good as water, but a lot are not. So keep, don't let it dry out even the first night. If your tree ever gets sticky on the bottom, you know that sap has come out because there's not water going up through it. So we've got to keep the trees fresh, fresh cut when you first get it. Keep it in water. Don't let it dry out. Okay, you heard it here. Water is important for your tree. One final question. I think I already know the answer, but which is better, artificial tree or a real tree? You look at where they come from. Artificial trees come from plastic or metal factories, usually in China. 90% of them come from China. And you look at the environment where those metals and plastics come from. As opposed to a real tree, you look at the environment where that comes from. It's a green area, lots of wildlife, lots of oxygen, lots of clean air. And when we cut a tree, a tree farmer can put a, a new one in the ground and keep that farm in green production. And it's good for the environment, good for the wildlife, good for everybody. All right. Excellent way to finish up this interview. Jim, I appreciate you coming in today and spending some time talking about Christmas trees. Always Ho good to be here, Don. Okay, hopefully you come back and visit us again. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm your host, Don Hibbert, saying enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>